Hey guys, it's Nate, and it's time for another Bite Sized. So, you know, I, one, I want to apologize. I'm sort of late on the trigger here. I was actually supposed to do this a couple of days ago, and I didn't. Um, but that's sort of how things go. Life gets busy, and I, yeah, wasn't on top of it. I apologize. I'd say it'll never happen again, but it probably won't. But this is totally my fault. It's not Josh's or anybody else's. If you're getting this late and you're upset about it, you can tweet at me and you know, say mean things to me. I'm probably not going to pay attention, but you can do that if it makes you feel better. Anyways, second thoughts here. Uh, so it's been a while since I'd done a bite size just by myself. And I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about uh, this this recent game, that this game that I played recently called The Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, uh, published, um, I'm, I'm published by Square Enix. Um, and it's sort of a, a Yoko Taro uh, little little project. And in a lot of ways, it's pretty interesting. And I, and I realized that when I talked about it a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago, you know, I sort of gave it a very cursory sort of examination or, or sort of over, overview. And you know, in, in talking to, to some friends of mine, you know, when I have talked about the game, they say, well, you, you know, actually in in particular, I was talking to Parker and we were talking about it. And he said, it didn't really sound like you liked the game. And, and I thought, well, if that's how I maybe came across um, in, in any of the conversations, including the one that I had on, on the breakdown proper, I, I wanted to maybe set the record straight. So I wanted to take a couple minutes here and just do not a terrible deep dive, but maybe a, a bit of a closer look at um, the voice of cards, the Isle Dragon Roars. So I'm I'm going to be referencing some of uh, Wikipedia here just to get some of the, the timetable stuff right. So just let's get some of the vital stats out of here. It, it's developed actually by a company called Alim. Um, and I, looking at them, they were actually, they've done a lot of mo mobile stuff. I think uh, actually they're credited, I think, with Final Fantasy uh Brave Exvius or whatever. I don't know. I don't play a ton of mobile games, but this is not completely uncommon for them to partner with Square Enix. Uh, again, published by Square Enix. Uh, the directors here are Masa Mamora and Yoko Taro, uh, produced by Yosuke Saito. Uh, the art uh, lead artist here or artist credited on Wikipedia is Kamihiku Fujisaka and written by Yoko Taro and Yuki Masu, composed uh, music composed by Oliver Good, uh, Keichi Okabe, and Shotaro Seo. Um, and I hope I hope I didn't butcher any of those names. Uh, you can find it on it's available on Windows, Switch, and the, in the PlayStation um, Store online. Uh, only a PS4 version though. It was released in October 28th, uh, 2021, and it is a single player, there's a multiplayer mode, but primarily is a single player turn-based role-playing game. So let's talk about this game a little bit. Like I, I want to talk about the general sort of premise. Um, this is basically just a fairly standard RPG. Um, you know, in in the combat, the again, the combat is very turn based. Um, instead of some of the the more traditional sort of aspects of like having like an active time battle system, or you know, even like basically, oh geez, I'm there's a lot of um and and on here. I'm going to sound super smart. It's a fairly standard turn based RPG system, but 
instead of having some sort of like magic or mana resource, you, you use these crystals that are generated every turn. And abil certain abilities generate crystals uh, and ad additional crystals. And it, this becomes a pool that any character can use. Um, outside of that, it's, like I said, pretty standard fare. There's some customization that you can do. There's, I mean, there's equipment. There's all sorts of other stuff. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where uh, this is not a mechanically deep RPG kind of game. It's, you know, there isn't a whole lot there. And what is there is, is pretty satisfying and, and fun to play, but this is not going to be some sort of tactical masterpiece. Shin Megami Tensei, this is not, okay? Um, and part of what... And that's actually kind of what I like about this game. You know, it, it clocks in at about 20 hours for a playthrough, 15 to 20 hours for a playthrough. So it's it's fairly compact. And as far as the storytelling goes, you know, without getting into spoilers, this is a very distilled sort of Yoko Taro story. Um, there's, you know, he, he studies a few ideas, uh, um, talks, you, you know, fairly in depth and again I'm I'm sort of trying to be as spoiler free as possible because this is a fairly recent game and a sequel just released so you know this this game is yeah it's it's you know it, this isn't a 10 year old game where I'm like I can sort of blab story points but there's there's ideas examining choice and consequence and sacrifice and to a limited extent I mean because it is sort of a much more compact series the the sort of the Yoko Taro-ness of this does get a little bit diluted. He can't be as sort of convoluted and expansive as he normally is in, in some of his other games, namely near Automata 2. Um, but again, you do very much see his hands sort of through all of this. I think one of the things that really sets this game apart, and it's sort of, it's a double-edged sword, if you ask me, is that it has a really unique uh, style. And that it's set up like a board game, and uh, all of the 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 interaction with the world is through cards, pretty much. Like as you're sort of exploring maps, you flip over cards, um, and there's sort of a a meta mechanic where you're collecting these cards and you're collecting different stories behind them, and you're unlocking. Ex there's this whole card thing. It doesn't really actually play with anything proper. It's more of sort of a world building technique or sort of a one of those kind of things again it it no actual like no imprint or uh, what's the word i'm looking here for i'm gonna sound really smart here for a couple but it doesn't really actually do anything to the gameplay there's no sort of impact that's the word it doesn't really impact the gameplay in any way shape or form it's just sort of a cute little touch right so there's that uh, but the the thing that, that and it's this is the entirety of it. the The only time you actually have any other game pieces, there's like a game piece that you move around the board, but you you move that so that you basically, you know, flip over more cards to reveal the the terrain, and you know, this actually spawns the different sort of random instances and and stuff. Yeah, it's not it's not a terribly terribly in-depth experience it's it's charming and it's cute and it has a really fun aesthetic and a really fun vibe it has a very tabletop kind of vibe uh occasionally like in combat and i, I mentioned that this is a fairly standard j or like action or turn-based 
RPG rather. Um, you use dice for some of the, like damage rolls and stuff like that, but it's yeah, it's mostly through cards. Uh, the game is also narrated, which that's kind of like it's it's fine and it's interesting. It didn't really do anything for me. I think if I play it again ever, I might use the Japanese narrator and see what he has to say. Um, but I did want to double back to the card things. So I had mentioned to some people that while I thought I liked the card like aesthetic and how you flip over cards, eventually it does become pretty tired. Uh, towards the end, um, you know, and I, I was reading in a couple different places, uh, one reviewer wrote, the wow wears off. So that charm from the aesthetic and sort of the novelty of the idea actually gets pretty cumbersome towards the end of the game. And it's not that it's a bad game, and th the story's actually fairly interesting. Again, it's sort of a diluted um, kind of, it, and I know diluted and distilled are two sort of different things, but it's it's not as potent, right? It's it's more compact and it, it's not quite as potent as, like I said, some of his his larger works. But it is very much a Yoko Taro experience and story. And if you like his work, you're probably going to like this. Okay, it's it's a cute story. It's got a good cast of characters. Uh, it's got some real real charm. And just unfortunately, like I said, the, the sort of the card mechanic actually does sort of get a little, after a while, like I noticed probably the back third of the game, it was hard for me to stay involved and invested. It, again, the game is not bad. It's, it's fun. In fact, I very much enjoyed my time with it. It's just towards the end, it got to be a little bit, Oh, I don't know, slow-ish. Like I said, the 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 sort of the cleverness of sort of flipping over the cards just it wears off after a while and it gets a little cumbersome, maybe. Um, not to the point where I'd gig it or I'd dock it any serious points for any or anything like if we were keeping score. Just it's something that you know, if something's a 15 to 20 hour experience, you shouldn't have these moments or these these sort of experiences that drag it down and make it feel like it's kind of lagging or sort of dogging it out a little bit. But again, that's, you know, just me and some, some of my reflections. Um, I, you have to mention the music in this game. Uh, and, and I went down through the, the music team, but, um, I think one of the things that you can sort of say, Nier Automata's soundtrack is phenomenal. And while, again, this is sort of like not up to the same, this is not going to sort of like blow your mind the way Nier Automata's soundtrack or even Nier soundtrack did, it's very good. It's very listenable and it's enjoyable. It's very sort of, it's got that ethereal environmental sort of vibe that they managed to capture in these games. And I really enjoyed it. At some point in time, it might be one of those things that I pick up to sort of play in the background but it's i mean like the rest of the game it's it's just sort of not as high caliber and the, the bar isn't as high you know it's good like i said it, and arguably i think the music might be some of the you know the best part of the game and, and that's not to knock the the rest of the game i think like i said the game is good it's just this is very much a budget sort of experience and this brings me to sort of like i think the one criticism that i have frankly i think this game is overpriced um this should be looking at the time frame and i'm not i don't want this to be a reflection of the quality um because it is very good looking and there's some neat extras but in my opinion this this game would ideally be set at like a 15 to 20 dollar price point 
I still recommend it. This is still a should play in my book. It's just heavily caveated. If you can pick it up for 15, 20 bucks, by all means, pull the trigger on it. I think you're going to have a, a, a good time sort of romping through the game. But I don't think, you know, I, I, well, I'm just, I could do a little bit of a Google search here real quick and we can find out how much this thing costs. So, and again, this is sort of flying by the seat of my pants. You're super welcome. Uh, I would say, like I said, and I touched on it briefly, and I'm just going to sort of, as I'm blabbing here, um, the, the the cast of characters is pretty charming. They're not super in-depth. It's one of those things where they are maybe a little flat. Um, they're not as well-rounded as, uh, yeah, it's 30 bucks right now. And like I said, and then actually... Uh, you can get a deluxe edition on Steam for thirty seven ninety nine through GameStop. Yeah, I guys, I'm like, yeah, this is a like I said, a fifteen to twenty dollar experience in my opinion, I, and I just think thirty dollars is a little bit much. Um, it is enjoyable, and I do recommend it. I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, this is. The, the price point I think is just sort of misjudged, um, especially for. And again, it's an enjoyable little romp. And I, I hate to be that guy who does like the one for one, like, you know, time per dollar kind of thing. Um, but I, I do think here is somewhere where they, they overvalued their product. It's, and again, it's a good game. Just, I don't think it's worth 30 bucks. Um, other than that, guys, I, I liked, I, I just wanted to sort of take a couple minutes here clear the record i really did like voice of cards the isle of dragon roars i had a good time with it you know and and when i was done with it i was glad that i played it um it's not this is not a must play but i do think this this falls sort of in the the, the solid category of like yeah check it out if you like yokutaro's stuff you like what he's done you like the sort of the worlds that he builds and the story that he tells this is a unique little sort of um side project and and frankly I'm I'm interested to see how they sort of grow this. I mean, one of the reasons I'm going to be checking out the sequel is because I think there's potential in this sort of format for them to do some really neat stuff. Um, but all that being said, guys, like I don't have a ton here. Uh, you know, it's again, I just wanted to apologize. I sort of, I dropped the ball. So no angry tweets at Josh. You direct those or emails. Uh, you direct those all to me. Again, probably not going to read them. But, anyways, guys, like I said, uh, if you can find it on, you know, sort of wrapping this up, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Fun little romp. You know, it's definitely a should play in my book. But my, like I said, my, my sort of like, my opinion here is this, this game is probably worth, you know, 15 to 20 bucks if you can pick it up for that then go ahead by all means and enjoy it because it's i think it's a good little story i've actually sort of been on a shorter game kind of kick and grind lately and i'm actually thinking about going back and getting the platinum to to grab that extra point for the beatdown, but i'm not 100 percent yet so anyways all that being said thanks so much for listening for the last 10 15 minutes guys and again have a good one and you know you guys know what to do I'll catch you later.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.